Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and this is the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network. Join me as I get busy with the biggest names in sports and entertainment. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure now to welcome to the show New York Times bestselling author Robert Baer. His new bluke, his new bluke, it is a book and a bluke. It is explosive and a never-before-told story. It's entitled The Fourth Man, The Hunt for a KGB Spy at the Top of the CIA and the Rise of Putin's Russia. Now, just for a little background, Robert Bearer is one of the most accomplished officers in CIA history. Robert, uh, welcome to the uh, show. Tell us a little bit more about The Fourth Man and the genesis of this book, please. Okay, Rick, it's, it was simple. Um, when I was in the CIA uh, in the 90s, my boss called me in and said, hey, there's these ladies that are going to come work for you, and they're going to be working on a project. Uh, don't ask what it is, and they're not going to tell you, and leave it at that. And then 20 years later, uh, I'm driving with this boss, and he said, guess what? There was another mole in the CIA right at the top, and he dropped the name on me. And I said, oh, come on. This is not, come on, no, 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 I just don't believe it. He says, I'll tell you what you do. You sit down and reconstruct the investigation with the investigators that used to work for you uh, and talk to everybody you can and then make up your mind. So this book started four years ago, and I've been obsessed by it ever since and run down every lead I could. And my conclusion is there was a fourth man. Number two, it's an active, open investigation by the FBI. They're still questioning people as of three weeks ago, looking for more evidence. Um, And it looks like the guy is still alive, and he'll probably get away with it. Well, in the aftermath of the Cold War, and you think after everything that happened with, with Yeltsin, and they're taking down statues of Lenin, and you think, oh, we're all friends now, but yet it seemed like the espionage got ratcheted up, and you know, three high-profile Russian spies um, all caught, 
by American intelligence. What was it about the, you know, the black market and the sort of Wild West that was the collapse of the Berlin Wall? Well, we thought Russia was done. Um, I spent a lot of time in Russia in those days. I thought it was done, too. Is there a KGB who cares about it? Who needs to spy in Russia? They're, they're going to come around, and we've got Yeltsin, and it's going to be a free market economy, and we can go back and forth. And, but what we didn't know, because we had no sources, was the KGB had withdrawn into the shadows and was preparing its comeback. And eventually they picked Putin as their front man. So by 1999, when Yeltsin is sick, he's in a lot of trouble. There was a very quiet coup d'etat. Putin was put in the, into the Kremlin and since, as you know, has been using his ex-colleagues in the KGB to run the country. In other words, there really is a deep state in Russia, and it's the same deep state that, that was behind the invasion of Ukraine. I think about Putin's background in the KGB, and then prime minister for a couple of years, and then kind of an eight-year gap, and he came back. How has he been used as a marionette, and then how much is he pulling the strings himself? He is... Uh, uh, he was in counterintelligence. He's paranoid. He thinks the worst of the United States. He was able to put a good face on uh, on himself for a while, but he's clearly carrying out a KGB agenda, which is to retake Ukraine, the Baltics, Georgia, in every part of the of the former Soviet Union. He can, and he will. He will do this till his dying day. He will either succeed or die in the Kremlin. His grandfather was Lenin and Stalin's chef. Is that right? He comes from a long line of Bolsheviks, mm. and he thinks like a Bolshevik. Um, and he was also understood uh, a Russian organized crime, and has used that to bolster his power and make a lot of money. And the guys around him do. How have we underestimated? Yeah, go ahead. You know, it's a kleptocracy, Russia. So it's a combination between these these paranoid spies and criminals. Mm -hmm. How much of it, because I remember the the, the 2018 World Cup and, uh, you know, the Olympics, and he was just kind of seen as a uh, almost docile figure and or Trump's friend in a way. I mean, when did it all sort of go 180 from the way we viewed him to what reality was? Well, we didn't really understand. There was a journalist killed, assassinated, and then you had some other people assassinated, and then there was the case of Litvinenko, the former intelligence officer, was killed with a nerve agent in London, and we just tended to look the other way. We didn't really understand what, what was happening in Moscow, that, this, that there was a reversion to Stalinist days in, in a huge way. Uh, um, I mean, Khrushchev and the rest of them didn't assassinate people abroad. It was Stalin who mainly did. And we're going back to those days. And just as his, fa- his grandfather worked for Stalin, he, he thinks the same way. Yeah, Trotsky got, they got him in Mexico. I mean, they, <laughs> no stone unturned. All right, let's get back to the mole and the CIA. How do you believe that this mole has gotten away so far? I, I wrote a thriller here, because I put all the suspects down, who they were, a little bit of background on them, and I let the reader come to his or her conclusion 
who the mole is. And if the FBI is right, if this investigative team inside the CIA is right, he was head of counterintelligence. And that meant that he oversaw, he was actually looking for himself. Mm. He's like the homicide detective who commits a murder and then is charged with Mm -hmm. or tasked with finding the murderer. Mm-hmm. And once you're in that position, you know exactly what to do. Um, as the investigators told me, they believe that he kept on presenting uh, suspects at, to the FBI as the fourth man. So it just tied up the FBI's time. It, it took forever for the FBI to figure out what was going on, um, that they were getting, that they were misled by this guy. So in other words, you know, if you want to think about it, it's the story of Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy except the mole rather than Hayden is George Smiley. If you've ever read that novel, yeah, a guy, a guy tasked with looking for himself and just, it's just a brilliant story. So you can see why I'm so obsessed with it. Alternatively, the KGB over these years could have framed him. I opened all possibilities. And, and, and that's why you really have to pay attention to the book and, and read it through. And it, it will come as a surprise at the end. Last question for you, and we know there are countless people who devoted their lives to the CIA and protecting this country who got no due, and a lot of people in their own family didn't even know what they did. So what was it like, just as a chain of command and a loyalty issue, when CIA uh, employees, officers, whatever, they accuse their own boss, who's legendary there, of spying for Russia? What are the ramifications of that? They were, their careers were destroyed by the fourth man, completely destroyed. And in a way, their lives were. They were obsessed by this story, and they're terrified. Um, there are murders involved in it. There are, uh, they, uh, they were terrified to come home at times. They thought that they were going to get hauled up in some phony charge. It destroyed their lives. They're obsessed, and it's why the investigators came to me. I'm not getting this secondhand. They presented the evidence to me as best they could, and there were multiple sources that that agreed with this evidence, including the FBI. So I know there was a fourth man. I obviously know he wasn't arrested, and I do believe he's still alive. And if he's as good as I think he was, he won't go to jail. Well... Uh, a gripping read, as always, from Robert Bear. He has written four New York Times bestsellers. There's, uh, this is not a, a novel. It's the real deal. It is called The Fourth Man, The Hunt for a KGB Spy at the Top of the CIA and the Rise of Putin's Russia. Robert, congratulations on the book. Thanks for coming by and talking about it. Thanks for having me on. You're listening to the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Stay tuned for more. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It's our pleasure now to welcome New York Times bestselling author Steve Barry has a brand new novel called The Omega Factor. Steve, welcome to the show. I know this is set in Ghent, which is a city that I love, um, the Castle of the Dukes, downtown, uh, been there a couple of times. It's a great backdrop to... Uh, the plot. So if you could give us a little thumbnail on uh, what this is all about, please. Here, the, uh, the novel deals with the most stolen, violated, and destroyed work of art in history, and that is the Ghent altarpiece that is located in the cathedral at Ghent. And if you watch the Monuments Men movie, that's what they're after. <clears throat> the Hitler stole it in 1939. The Monuments Men recovered it in 45. Prior to that, in 1934, one of the panels was stolen. It's never been seen since. And then another 11 times over the last 500 years, that painting has been attacked. And that fascinated me. So I wove this modern-day thriller around the Ghent altarpiece. And what what is the secret? What is it about this thing? What's there that drives people to be so, you know, so passionate about this, this thing? And... Um... You know, as you, I don't, I don't know if you'd call this a historical novel, but when you use a real world thing like that in real world, real world situations, do you think that kind of ends, uh, lends itself to the uh, credibility and, and the believability of a of a fictional story? Well, that's my niche. That's what I do. I take something from the past, something real, something obscure that you may not know a lot about, but I'm hoping you're going to want want to know more about. And then I write a modern day thriller around that. So that's sort of the the niche I have. I have 16 Cotton Malone novels that do that. Cotton took a year off this year, so I created this new guy, Nicholas Lee, who works for UNESCO, and he goes around the world protecting the world's cultural treasures. And my books are, uh, you know, action, history, secrets, conspiracies, international settings. They're great escapes, and uh, they're they're fun. And, but along the way, you're pro- you're going to learn some things too, particularly here about the Ghent altarpiece. And then again, about another secret from the Catholic Church, and I know that sounds kind of tired and worn out, but and I've done four books with them, but I came across something that no one had really ever really dealt with much in fiction before, and particularly in thrillers, uh, and it fascinated me, and so I'm hoping it's going to fascinate the readers, and unfortunately I don't want to say it because it's a surprise in the novel. Yes. Well, how mouthwatering is it to finally i mean as much as you have an established uh character like hot and a new pro- protagonist as you mentioned nicholas lee he can be anything you want it's a blank uh canvas so when you were forming him a unesco investigator what were some of the traits that you were trying to put in him and then how much is nicholas lee you well, Cotton Malone is me, so I, I, it's pretty much me. So I didn't put me into Nick. Nick is really uh, his own person created com- you know, completely you know, out of my brain. He's younger than Cotton, so he can be a little more impetuous and not quite as seasoned. But he's older than Luke Daniels, who's the younger guy in the Cotton Malone series. So he was fun. He's right in the middle there. He has a family. He has brothers and sisters. He has a background. He gets caught up with a woman from his past who is connected to the Catholic Church church here he gets uh and and he's thrown into this kind of un unwittingly 
drawn into this adventure that he gets 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 pulled into. He was fun to create because I dealt with cotton for such a long time, and so I had somebody new, somebody fresh, somebody completely uninhibited from the standpoint. I'm not locked into any background at all. I can make it whatever I wanted, and and it, it turned into a great escape. And that's what my books are. They're just escapes. You can forget the world a little bit and have some fun in this other world. A woman from the past. There, my eyebrows are raised. What uh, can you give us a little bit about uh, her? Yeah, she's. You meet her in chapter one. She's sister Kelsey Deal. So yeah, she. Uh, they were going to get married, and uh, she broke it off at the end and and joined a convent because that's what was her calling. And it's been ten years now, and and he's dealt with he's been dealing with that and now they're they're thrust back together again so i wanted to explore a little bit about that i grew up with nuns so i had a great um, uh, respect for them and uh it was it was fun to kind of delve into their world got more questions for steve barry the new novel the omega factor the other day i had uh, rick steves uh, on my show the of course the travel guru with the uh, pbs and I'm lucky enough to go to Europe double-digit times, but we were talking about places we still haven't been, and one of the number one places on my list is Carcassonne, and I just you know yeah. get a drone shot of that, and I just I want to go and walk those ramparts and yeah. go to those bastions and towers, and you have a bit of Carcassonne in this as well, don't you? They do. We, we do have it, and I've been there uh, three times, I believe. Now I've been there. There's a lovely hotel, by the way, inside the walls, and that's where you want to stay. The hotel Carcassonne. You want to that you want to stay there. It is just beautiful in there. You're literally back in another world. It's a walled city, one of the few left in the world. It was um, saved in the 19th century, and it's there now. Uh, and you feel like you've gone back to the 16th century there. It's quite impressive when you drive up to it to see it up on the mound there with the walls all around it. And particularly at night, it's quite remarkable. All the, all the visitors have gone. The streets are kind of empty. You won't roam through there. And uh, I couldn't resist. I had to put that in the novel. Yeah, I've I've been lucky enough to stay inside Rotenburg of the Tauber, which has some walls. Yeah. But Carcassonne, you feel like I would think you were in a fortress, huh? Yeah, Carcassonne's a little different. It, it's a it's a it's a little older and a little more. You're right. Like it was built to withstand a siege. Where uh, Rotenburg, which I've been there, is lovely as well. A little different city. There's also a abbey in this novel down in the Pyrenees Mountains. And there's a, I modeled it after a real one down there called St. Martin's. It's referenced in the writer's note in the book. And it is, if you're, if you, if, if Hollywood had built this, it would be perfect. I mean, it looks just like something Hollywood built. It sits up in the mountains, side of a cliff, has the cloister, the crypt, has everything you think of for a mountaintop abbey. And, uh, I've been up there twice. And so this novel, the, uh, climax of it takes place there. Very cool. So. The title of the book, can you tell us a little bit about what the Omega Factor is? I wish I could. That would give away the secret. But <laughs> once you see the surprise, you'll know what I'm talking about. It won't be hard. to You'll, you'll, you'll pick it up real quick. Uh, I thought it would be vague enough uh, to not give anything away, the title, but also intriguing enough that you'll pick up the book and want to go into it. So I, I, if I tell you what that means, it's going to give away that uh, surprise. Yeah, maybe somebody myopic thinks it's a diet book about omega fatty acids or something, right? And they'll pick it up. And... No, not quite that, though. No, not <laughs> something, something utterly different. Well, when I think about, you know, your, your niche, as you said, about history, 
and what you have done personally, along with your wife, you know, just dedicated to historical preservation and, and, and working with the Smithsonian libraries. Is that mostly based on, you know, finding old books and preserving them, things like that? Well, I, I love I love things of the past. I love history. Unfortunately, you know, history today begins to it's not being taken care of very well, particularly at a local level. There's a lot of stuff out there deteriorating by the day, and that's why we have History Matters. We go around and help communities raise money for historic preservation. And so uh, my love of old things, you know, draws me to that. I particularly like old books. I love old, rare books. I use a lot of used books when I write my novels, and uh, and I collect them as well. So there, it's just something that draws me to it, yes. The other thing in this book, and you know, I also uh, grew up Catholic and was around a lot of uh, nuns, and I went to a Catholic high school, went to a Catholic college. There's a lot of uh, theology I took in there, but a secret order of nuns. You know, we always hear about secret uh, brothers and and priests and uh, Catholic orders, but a secret order of nuns. I, I've I don't think I've ever heard of that. Well, that's why I wanted to try something a little different here, and uh, and. There's a reason why that's there, again, as it as will become evident as you get in there. But uh, I wanted to have that, that order of nuns. I wanted to have that. It, they they fascinated me. So I said, well, why not? I mean, you know, uh, there's a couple of bad Dominicans in the book. The poor Dominicans catch, you know, uh, get, you know, blamed for everything. I do apologize to them in the writer's note, I, you know, but they're, they've been around a long time, so I think they can handle it. But unfortunately, they kind of get blamed for everything. But here, these nuns were interesting. I, all of my books are filled with strong female characters. Uh, that's a trait of my novels. The, I don't really, I don't have any, I don't have any weak female characters at all. And, and these nuns are super alpha female nuns. They're tough, boy. And they, they get the job done. I think probably the Dominicans had it coming since the Jesuits usually get blamed for everything, right? Yeah, they both, yeah, Jesuits and Dominicans, they all get kind of the, uh, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, they just, you know, we need a bad guy. Okay, there he is. There he is. And, um, and I couldn't resist. I had to have a, a little bit, so I had to use a couple of them. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, Steve, uh, you've probably been asked this a million times, but for this book, if you think about it as, you know, a Netflix or Amazon Prime special or even just a feature film, do you think of anyone uh, for, for Nicholas? Uh, uh, well, he, there's a lot of people could play him because he's, he's just, you know, in his 30s there and he'd be... You know, a lot. It could be a wide range of actors. I mean, you know, I'd be cool if somebody would bring it to life. I've had a lot of talk about Cotton Malone over the years. Been optioned about ten times. Just a lot of talk, but no one's ever actually put it together and come with a check and said, "I'm ready to go." And uh, but it would be fun if somebody would pick him up. Uh, the great thing about this is it's a standalone, so you just buy one book. When you buy Cotton, you got to buy sixteen of them. So it's a bargain. So maybe if some producer out there would find it uh, find it interesting, I think it'd make a terrific movie actually. Yeah, no, it's all he's, the character almost is uh, Indiana Jones esque if I, if you think about it, and I maybe Bradley Cooper. How about him? He could actually absolutely, absolutely. He could be he could be Nick Lee. Um, that's why I said that I wrote him in such a way, and I described him in a very vague way as well, so that he could you know he could be pretty flexible. I do the same with Cotton. I don't give a lot of expo description for him, so it kind of leaves the options open. So. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to see it come to life one day. It'd be really neat. All right. This sounds uh, really cool. A new novel by New York Times bestselling author, our guest, Steve Barry. Pick it up, and it is called 
The Omega Factor. Steve, congratulations on the book. Thanks for stopping by and talking about it. Thank you for having me. And it's out there now in stores. Hopefully people will love it. This has been the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.